Stickered Up, the official podcast of the Cars Tour is on the air. Presented by Solid Rock Carrier. The Cars Tour, the premier late model stock series. Short track racing at its very best. Stickered Up will feature A-list guests, the hottest topics, race previews, recaps, the good, the bad, and the ugly. If it happens on the Cars Tour, Stickered Up is chewing on it. Here's your host, Stephen Dunn. Happy race week, everyone. Stephen Dunn, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. And we will conclude the 2022 season this Saturday afternoon at the same place we started 2022, Caraway Speedway in Sophia, North Carolina, with the running of the Premier Tank Lines North-South Shootout. That'll be Saturday uh, afternoon. Green flag will fly at 1.30. Activity at the racetrack will start on Thursday with an optional test day for the pro late models and the late model stock cars. Standard Friday practice will begin at 10 a.m. They'll alternate practices until 3.50. Then they'll have tech um, 3 o'clock to 5.15. And qualifying will actually be on Friday night at 5 o'clock. Gates will open at 10 o'clock on Saturday morning with a fan fest scheduled for 12.30. Green flag will fly at 1.30 for the Prairie Tank Lines North-South Shootout. Uh, 125 laps for the late model stock cars. 100 laps for the pro late models. The 602 modifies for 50 laps. And the Smart Tour modifies will run for 125 laps as well. Looking at the entry list from the home office in Mooresville, North Carolina, 24 of the best late model stock cars are entered for this weekend's festivities at Caraway. They include Andrew Grady, Brandon Pierce, Braden Rogers, Hayden Swank, Kyle Dudley back in action this weekend in the Cars Tour, Carter Langley, Dylan Ward, 2022 champion Carson Quapple, Chase Burrow, who's tied for the Bliston Rookie of the Year. Uh, he was also, He's also entered. Caden Honeycutt will be back in action along with Jared Fryer, Chad McCombie, Cade Brown will make his Cars Tour debut this weekend at Caraway. Jason York, Jessica Can, Bobby McCarty, Mason Diaz, Zach Miracle, who is tied with Chase Burrow. That's really the only uh, race left for the late model stock cars to be determined as Rookie of the Year. Those two guys are tied. Trey Cruz will be in the 44 this weekend as Connor Jones will be running the ARCA event at Phoenix. Isabella Robusto, Connor Hall, Tyler Gregory, Jonathan Schaefer, and Jacob Hefner round out the 24 cars that will be at Caraway. Looking at the pro side, we've got 15 cars pre-registered for this weekend's festivities. They include Kyle Campbell, Cody King, Gavin Bullshit, William Sawalowicz, Rusty Skews, Austin McDonald, Penn Krim, Lee Tissett, Nate Gregg, Matt Capare, Caden Quapple, Luke Mornay, Joe Manskew, Logan Jones and Luke Finhouse. Looking at the points, as we mentioned in last week's episode, Carson Quapple has wrapped up the late model stock car uh, championship at South Boston two weeks ago, but there is a little bit of movement there. We've got uh, Caden Honeycutt and Jacob Hefner, who are third and fourth. A single point separates, separates those two guys. And then you look at the pro late model. Luke Finhouse has a 19-point lead over Caden Quapple. So basically all Luke Finhouse has to do is start the event on Saturday afternoon, and he will be crowned the 2022 and the inaugural pro late model champion on the Cars Tour. Brandon Willard has the caution flag out on this segment of Stickered Up. We'll come down pit road, sticker up, and we return. We'll chat with the owner of Performance Center Racing Warehouse, Roger Johnson. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. 
BST. Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact P.J. Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Furniture for less. Prices 30 to 40% less than the big box furniture stores. Conveniently located 3301 Richlands Highway, Jacksonville, North Carolina. Call Adam Resnick, 910-540-7157. That's 910-540-7157. For all your furniture needs, give them a call. Furniture for Less, official furniture supplier of the Stickered Up podcast. Follow them on Facebook at Furniture for Less, Jacksonville. Practice, race, win. Performance Racing Warehouse, home of the PRW chassis. They feel the thrill of victory and agony of defeat with every customer. With a cutting-edge, track-tested chassis, they know what it takes to build a race-winning machine. The PRW chassis has a proven track record of wins and championships that speak for themselves. When you're ready to take your performance to the next level, come visit Performance and let them get you in victory lane. Online at PerformanceCenter.com. Also, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok. And you can call Performance Racing Warehouse at 704-838-1400. Hey, this is Brendan Butterbean, Queen Driver, the number 03 old school video games, LeafCars.com, Toyota, and you're listening to Stickered Up. Green flag back this edition of the Stickered Up podcast, the official podcast for the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Joining us via the GSX Raps Hotline from Statesville, North Carolina, he's the owner of Performance Center Racing Warehouse, Roger Johnson. Roger, welcome to the Stickered Up podcast. Man, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate what you guys do, and uh, thanks for taking the time to get me on here. Absolutely, man. Well, before we jumped on air, we were talking about how busy you guys are, man, and um, you guys have um, you guys have obviously been hot and heavy in 2022, and um, just looking um, back at 2022, obviously Lane Riggs, the national champion, uh, is, is in a PRW. Also, you know, Landon Huffman, who won the track championship at, at Hickory, Dylan Newsom, who won it at Carteret and Goodyear track championships down there, and Man, you've got some of the young, talented drivers in short track racing driving PRW chassis. What does that mean to you as a, as a business owner and as a chassis builder? Man, I can't tell you how thankful I am for the opportunities that we've uh, we've gotten. You know, there was a lot of years there where um, people didn't necessarily believe in the brand, and it was hard for us to sell cars. And, you know, we, we really had to kind of spend a lot of extra attention with people to, to, to try to get the brand going back the same as it was years ago. And I'm just thankful for the opportunities, you know, when, when Lane and Scott talked at the beginning of the year about, you know, I had been on Scott for years about getting a new car because he had just tried to work with all these old cars that he had bought. And, you know, he kind of made a plan to try to run for the national championship, knowing that it's definitely a struggle. And 
you know, definitely takes a commitment from everybody. I can't tell you how many Sunday phone calls there were, Monday phone calls there were, Tuesday phone calls there were about special parts and things that they needed in a hurry, you know. Um, And, and you know, we have a great group of young guys. uh, Dylan Newsom's a great example, right? They got a new car. Um, So many of our new cars that we've built in the last year or two have – have really gone off and do done well. Um, you know, Akinori Ogato had never been a winner before. He wins six races at Hickory Speedway this year. Mitch Walker got a new car. He had never been, a, or he had never won a late mile stock car race before, just some limited races. He busts off five at Hickory or four at Hickory. And uh, man, the cars that we've built in the last 12 to 24 months have, have really, really performed well. And I, you know, that's all attributed to these guys in here as a, uh, you and I talked about a little bit off was, uh, you know, we're, we're still seven cars behind right now. So my guys are working six to seven days a week and, you know, we're putting in a lot of long hours just to try to get everybody their stuff in a timely manner, but man, couldn't be in a better position than we are right now. And, and thankful for all the people that have given us the opportunity to, uh, to kind of show them our stuff. We're talking with Roger Johnson from performance center race and warehouse here on the Stickered Up podcast. And, Roger, one thing that uh, – I mean, we'll go back to, to Lane Riggs and his national championship, but I wanted to kind of touch on the cars tour side and, and, and you guys, what you guys are doing. You guys obviously providing chassis for uh, – for Carroll Speed Shop and Lee Falk Racing. Um, and, and, and Jacob Hefner, man, he has been on the, on the verge just – just so close so many times here in the cars tour and, 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 and you guys have been in partnership with Lee Falk racing for a long time. Talk a little bit about what it means to be part of those two organizations in the cars tour. You know, first of all, I think, um, I think Hafner has run great in the cars tour, but I, I don't want him to be undershined by how he ran in Martinsville. I don't right. think many people saw him going to become this all around great driver that he has. And, you know, with there's nobody that works harder than than the two organizations, uh, Carroll Motorsports and Lee Falk Racing. Both of them, they bring their cars in here. They're neat. They're clean. They're extreme professionalism. Um, as far as our our deal goes, back and forth with them, and and you know, I mean, what more can you say? Like, I think a lot of times people put such a large aspect on the chassis builder doing so much, and really, we could build you the greatest car in the world, but if 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 you don't have a great organization or you can't prop it up behind, you know, those guys make us look really good. And, and it's been that way with Lee Falk racing for years. You know, they've, they've only had cars from here. We've had a great relationship over the last 15 years with Lee Falk racing. They, they probably have, I can't even tell you how many banners they've hung up over there. Right. With, with so many drift drivers all the way back to Pietro Fittipaldi. And, you know, it's, it's been exciting to watch them, both of those organizations develop young guys and, and I'm I'm really happy for the future of, of what it holds for both their businesses and, and the relationships with Performance Center. Talk a little bit about um, this past Saturday night. Uh, again, a, a great friend of, of both you and I, Michael Falk, jumped back in a race car, late model stock car at Tri County, a, a PRW, and um, and him and, and Isabella Robusto, uh, both out of Lee Falk, uh, the, the class of the field at Tri County. How special was it for you for for him to be able to win this past Saturday night in one of your cars? You know, I, I have a lot of respect for Michael. We're we're close to the same age, and and you know we get a chance to kind of go through this journey of life together. And you know, we we both have 
kind of full-time racing careers and even more special to me was that his family got to be there and uh you know and, and see him get the w you know isabella has made great gains great gains you know she's she was probably the best card in the field as michael alluded to you know but it, it was nice to see michael get that w and 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 his family be there with him it, as we grow older him and i talk a lot about you know just the, the facets of life that sometimes we have to disconnect ourselves so more than more than the the notch in the belt for or the trophy for winning i think uh i was most proud that it you know, he's a great family man, and it meant a lot to him for his wife and daughter to, to see him in victory lane and, and for him to drive no more than he does and to spend so much of his time away from his family working on these cars for these young people to try to develop their careers. I, I just thought it was such a great deal for him to be able to get the dub in front of all of his people. You know, that's that's, that's what it means. You know, that's the stuff that we'll remember forever, not – not who won, uh, you know what I mean? October Halloween race at Tri County, but you know his wife and and daughter they sacrificed so much so that their dad can and husband can do the things that he loves to do and earn a living. And I think sometimes that that gets passed away in the deal, right? Like we overlook those things, just trying to get those wins, and you know, and it's I I'm, I was I was elated for him. Absolutely, another another driver, a uh, young driver that has won races this year in, in PRW is, is Katie Hedinger. And she's really opened a lot of eyes, not just um, on the cars tour, but, but, but overall as a short track racer, talk a little bit about her and what it means for her to, to win in, in a PRW. I know she's, she's, she's won a handful of races at Hickory uh, with, with Piercy and, um, you know, run a little bit of pro late model, a little bit of late model on the cars tour. Talk a little bit about her, her development and, and her commitment to PRW. You know, the greatest part about her is I've got the opportunity to watch her since she's been very young. Um, my son and her race quarter midgets together at four and five, six years old. And, and you know, she comes from a racing family. So I, I was pretty for sure that she would have a nice transition. And when she got the opportunity to band with Matt Piercy and Piercy Racing, I, I think it was a was a great fit for them. You know, Matt is a uh, Matt's be growing into his own great crew chief as a young man, you know, um, and I think that that shouldn't be undershadowed. She she has she has great talent. She works hard at it, and as you can see from social media or whatever, she chases racetracks all across the country. And she definitely comes from a racing family. Her grandfather was a great racer, and her dad raced a good bit up uh, up north, which I don't know if a lot of people know, but they uh she she's put the work and the commitment in and the sacrifices that go along with that so her accolades are definitely may have come to a surprise to a lot of people but to me it wasn't really um i kind of expected her to hit the ground running you know matt's had our cars his whole life and he and i have a great relationship also you know he's been a, a 15-year guy with performance center and you know when he set out to do some of the things i, I very proud of him and tried to support him in the best way. I think a lot of people get confused about the chassis builder portion that you just come and pick up a car and then you go off into your own. But what's great about what I get to do all the time is we've had the opportunity to watch these young people, not only as crew chiefs or teams or whatever, but kind of grow. And we get, I now enjoy more those conversations of, you know, young crew chiefs or young drivers being being 
disappointed or not knowing how to handle. And I kind of start to feel like I'm the old man of the group. <laughs> and that, that's become a role that I really enjoy. I, 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 I like trying to work through those things, you know, after this, uh, it's, it's been a while, right? It's, uh, we've been since, uh, 09 and I'm getting to see a lot of things go in cycles that early on in my career, I just, I just didn't quite understand, or I didn't see as clearly as I do now. And I, not only do I like building these cars, but I, I really like the, the people that are involved in our product. And, and to be real honest, I, this may sound bad, but I've, a few people we've just declined to build cars for just yeah. because I didn't think that they would fit with, uh, with our brand, or I didn't think that, you know, we could move forward and build great relationships. So it's not about the money all the time. It's, it's more about the relationships that we've built and, and the performance that we're able to achieve. And I, I feel like I have, uh, we at Performance Center have, have the best best group. We, we've had a lot of great young talent come through here and, and be able to have our cars, but really happy with the foundation that we have right now. I, I, I really think it's strong, and it looks like Performance Center will continue on into the future and be healthy. Chatting with Roger Johnson from PRW. And, and Roger, one thing that I wanted to, to bring up and chat with you about, you've been in the industry for a long time, and you, you've been in the industry from the top and the cup level through the Xfinity all the way to the late model and, and weekly short track race. And I wanted to get your opinion, get your thoughts on kind of the the influx or the, the, the interest that's been drawn uh, with the likes of Dale Earnhardt Jr., who ran at North Wilkesboro, is going to run again at Florence next month, and, and some of the interest that, you know, Kevin Harvick's going to come out and potentially run some late model races. Brad Keselowski's talked about running some late model races. What do you think that does for the sport? I think that's a twofold question. And the, the first part, I, I think uh, I use my favorite saying is, a rising tide raises all ships. So I really believe that, that all this positive, uh, positive eyes that we're getting on things and all the, all, all the great exposure that it's bringing to our sport is, is very good, right? Like it's very good that the amount of calls from, from young people's parents that I haven't talked to in years and years, probably eight or 10 years of starting back to the quarter of days with my son. Many of those parents are, you know, starting to circle back, they either, you know, listen to Dale Jr.'s podcast or they, they follow things on Twitter and they, they see this influx of cup guys come in. So from that aspect and in, in the ability to cultivate revenue for young racers, meaning find sponsorship, you know, those guys bring legitimacy to what we've all known for a long time. Um, for that, I think it's amazing. I'm also scared. I'm scared for the local racer. Um, you know, I'm scared for what it's going to do to the local racer. I, I've, I've been vocal about that side. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm scared about, you know, I, I'm, I'm probably 50-50 in the amount of um, young development drivers that their parents fund things and, and the amount of, um, you know, businessmen or, or people that run individual small, small family-run race teams. And, you know, it scares me for them a little bit, um, trying to – trying to bring some of those local racers up to the level of of some of these big teams could definitely pose some larger challenges and it's forced us to kind of step back a little bit and try to evaluate you know how how we're going to do things moving forward you know not everybody i i was a big proponent in the beginning when they tried to release those spindles i don't know if you remember oh yeah eight or nine years ago right like i was adamantly against it not I mean, I could have made money just like everybody else, but it wasn't about that, right? Like, I, I think this will maybe, se <clears throat> excuse me, separate some things. I think the Cars Tour 
will distance themselves and become kind of the the premier league um it will become kind of the nascar cup type series even more than it already is right like we yeah. know that those car store teams are spending way more than your local saturday night racer and and you know they have access to way more technology and way more things like that and I, I think that we will see a discrepancy here I, I don't know exactly how it will come and i don't think that it's necessarily bad change is a lot of times not bad it's a lot of time viewed as bad but there definitely will be some collateral damage i i i'm not sure in what way but i i think it's going to push us as a company to to push harder to try to bring some more information to to the people that are just made more a saturday night short track kind of deal the the thomas beans of the world the the people that work hard on their own stuff and, yeah. and you know they just don't have the ability for for you know pull down data or some of these other things and and you know they also don't have four or five full-time guys working on their deals and and you know to compete in the car store right now that's that's what you have to bring right there's very few people that are able to compete at a high level just doing it as a saturday night racer and most of those guys if they are a saturday night racer and they're competing at a high level if you look back through their lineage there's some there's some strong horses that have been in their stable either their fathers or their you know what i mean grandparents yeah. or some, somebody has been pretty good so i i really get scared of that I, I get scared of what will happen to to uh the innovation side probably more than anything you know um i'm in contact with many of the nascar officials quite a bit and you know i'm i'm all for a level level playing field and i i think uh, i think this could this could broaden that and it's definitely everybody's going to have to step their game up from the officials to the car builders to the crew chiefs to whatever if if you think you're going to go out there and compete with some of these guys that you know have access to every single piece of data capture that they can get right like yeah. I, I think that definitely puts them behind and that that does scare me for the future of what what happens and again i think i, I agree with you i think that where the cars tour what it's evolved to, uh, and when you see the likes of a junior motorsports, a Chad Bryant racing, um, a Nelson Motorsports, where they have the access, they have full-time employees, even even going to a Lee Falk and, and a Carroll Speed Shop, they have those resources, they have those things to make it really difficult for, you know, a Landon Huffman or, or a Dylan Wilson to be able to come and run with the Cars Tour at Hickory and feel like that they can can match up with that. So do you feel like that that being said, that the Cars Tour eventually maybe even separates itself even more to where you've got your local late Saturday night late models and then you've got your tour late models? Yeah, I believe so. I mean, I'm, I'm a big historian, right? Like I, I think that the world works in cyclical cycles and and I study a lot of that uh, from my business to, to different sports to whatever. And, and, you know, it's not like we haven't seen this happen before. And some of the cycles take longer than others. And, and I think we're going to kind of go back to them days where, you know, late mile stock was founded because the NASCAR had extra points or the dash series or whatever had extra parts and, and they could use them in this. And it kind of separated those items. Right. But with them guys coming in, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of difference even in our business model just from the fact of um, we've built way more custom parts in the last two years than we have in the previous 12 or 13, right? Like yeah. everybody has a professional crew chief that they want a different spindle or they want to change this or they want to do this. And, and you know, 
years ago, many chassis builders really didn't want to conform to that. And I want to build you what you want. I will help you. And I try to talk some people out of some things and other people out of others. But, you know, there's, there's no there's no one mold that just works for everybody anymore, it doesn't seem. And, and I think as this continues to strive and move forward and more money comes in and more exposure comes in, I think the level of playing field will go up, right? Like, that's just what happens. It's happened in Cup with Xfinity and, you know, then it trickled down to trucks was kind of the safe haven where a lot of those were small teams that they did kind of what they wanted to do. And then you kind of saw a lot of those truck owners go away. And then we saw, you know, more Cup affiliation and more Xfinity affiliation. I guess I'm old, so it was Bush Series then, right? But you saw those kind of bleed down. And, right, the big fish always eat the little fish all the time, right? Like, there's no other way. So, you know, my goal is to just have as many fish in the pond as we can get. I think right. it's the be- better of the sport. And, I, you know, I, 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 I don't – my biggest – my biggest fear is that at some point that we lose the little guys. We we lose we lose some of those old owners, and, and you're seeing it happen. Um, the 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 gentleman that owned a business that he he kind of wanted to still be around, and and he he made a good living, and he wanted to put a young man or a young woman in a car, and and I think we're gradually seeing that model go away, right? And I think that was a big proponent of what our sport was built on. And I, I hate for that model to just go away. I think so many of those people have so much knowledge to give and, and can kind of save as Carrie Bowden tells me, save the racer from himself. Right. Like yeah. early on in my career, I, I like to rely on a lot of those, uh, what I would call old timers. Not <laughs> They, they give me a lot of context that is, you know, it's just Billy Hess was a great one too. They, they just, it's not just what's happening right now. The same things have been happening for year over year. It's just about taking a step back and realizing what's going to happen and, and trying to give your customer the best the best outcome that they can get. Talking with Roger Johnson here on the Stickered Up Podcast. Roger, I want to give you an opportunity for, for all these wins that you've got in, in 2022. You've got a national champion. You've got multiple track champions uh, that, that fall under the, the uh, PRW umbrella. What is a what if a racer wants to wants to get up with with you and and, and jump in a PRW in twenty twenty three? How do they do that? Um, first off, you can. We don't we don't rent any cars here at Performance Center. It's just not something that I'm going to do or going to look at doing in the near future. I I don't want to compete against my customer base. I just definitely want to try to prop them up. I I think we I tried that model years ago and and. I did, didn't think inevitably it was it was fair to them for me to race against them. I'm supposed to be helping them, not competing against them. And so that's the model that we chose to go about. They can they can get us in all kind of ways. We we go pretty hard on social media. There's some intriguing things that get put out on there from time to time that you'll definitely want to check out at our Facebook group or um, you, you know <laughs> we do a little bit of everything. But you can. You can call the shop, but you can swing up to the shop. We we have open door here at the shop. You can blow in and see what we're working on, or see what we're not working on, or ask plenty of questions, or do whatever. Or you can you can give us a call here at the shop. Um, it, it's however we uh, I I maybe don't answer the phone, but I'm here every day, so you can always get in touch with me if you're looking for better answers, or you just have a question about something, and 
and you know, we just try to give the best level of service that we can. I, I try to think about it as if my son or daughter was racing, or well, what would I need to be successful? You know, that was a big thing that I learned in quarter midget racing that not everybody's dad owned a chassis shop. And there was a lot of dads that were my dear, dear friends that I ended up having such great empathy for because they had a fence company or they had a roof company or they were an electrician and, you know, they just wanted the best for their kid. And they were trying to do everything that they knew. And I kind of modeled what we've done in the last five years at Performance Center around that, you know, how would I work it for my son? Um, my son thankfully went on to find the cross, so it was it was a good deal for me. It's probably a little more cost effective for you too, isn't it? Uh, it's not even cost effective, but it was about his passion, not mine. And, right. And he's uh, you know it takes good work ethic and, and and a lot of hard long nights, just like everything does to be successful. So I uh, it's the same game, just a different model. We have uh, we don't have people soliciting us for rides. We now have colleges kind of trying to solicit us for where. Is he interested in coming here? Or is he interested in going there? So you know, life is life is kind of that same circle. But yeah, you, I'm easily accessible to everybody almost all the time. Sometimes my wife doesn't enjoy that that much, but <laughs> there's been a there's been a lot of conversations with people late in the evening, you know, that have jobs. Gerald Benton, one of our customers, we quit the car for him a couple of years ago. You know, Wendell Davis, these guys, uh, you know, they work hard during the day and they they need to be able to get you at night. So. Um, we try to make ourselves as, uh, as accessible as we possibly can so that, that that guy that does have that normal nine to five that is out in his shop at, in the evening and, and, and needs some help or just has a question and, and you know doesn't know which way to go. We, we try to definitely make it accessible that way. We, we do try to have a little bit of respect for our families and <laughs> we try not to work on Sundays if we can't help it and you know try to kind of put some of those days to the side. But yeah, we you can reach out on our social media. You can reach out on my private social media. You can you can call the shop. You can email. You can you can. There's there's so many ways in this day and age that that you can get a hold of somebody if you need them. And and we're here to help. Roger, I can't thank you so much for jumping on and, and chatting with us. I always enjoy our conversations. Your wealth of knowledge and man, it's it's it's. Uh, I can't thank you enough for for your support of the Stickered Up Podcast here in 2022. And we'll see you at the racetrack here soon. Oh, man, thank you so much for having me on. I really, really appreciate what you guys are doing. We just need to keep going with all this momentum that we're getting and uh, see where the sport takes us. That's Roger Johnson. We're with Performance Center Racing Warehouse. Brandon Willard has the caution flag out on this segment of Stickered Up. We'll come down, Sticker Up, and we'll wrap up this edition. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. For custom CNC sheet metal design and fabrication, GeoCut, aluminum, stainless, mild steel, parts, gussets, tabs, assemblies, and more. GeoCut, South Boston, Virginia. Large and small batch powder coating, media blasting, surface conditioning and finishing, and much more. GeoCut, 611 Railroad Avenue, South Boston, Virginia. GeoCut, 434-201-4824. 
Adam Zirkel, performance technologies, video overlays powered by race trays. Compare your driving line around the track against the best and see how you stack up against the competition. They get every lap, every car. Every Available car. at every Cars Tour event. New for 2022 tracks on IT services and they can set up a network exclusive to your needs at the racetrack on race weekends. Contact Adam Zirkel, 434-222-8947. That's 434-222-8947. Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Hey, this is Connor Hall, driver of the number 77 Chad Bryan late model, and you're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. White Flag, this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. We wrap up the 2022 campaign this Saturday afternoon at Caraway Speedway, the Pereira Tank Lines North-South Shootout. Again, practice on Friday will start at 10 o'clock, go till 3.15, qualifying for both late model stock cars and the pro late models will be Friday afternoon at 5 o'clock. Gates will reopen at 10 o'clock on Saturday morning. Fan Fest at 12.30 on track. Brandon Willard will wave the green flag for the Pereira Tank Lines North-South Shootout at 1.30 p.m. General admission this weekend is $40. Uh, children 7 to 14 are $10. Children 6 and under are free. Um, if you can't make it to Caraway, we encourage you to watch via Pit Road TV. Our friends Tony Stevens, Lenny Baticki will have the call for you. Before we jot out of here uh, today, I want to thank, I actually want to uh, reach out and I want to thank uh, Pereer Tank Lines, uh, Donnie Pereer, Trey Thacker, Ron Patterson, uh, and the entire Pereer Tank Lines uh, team for everything that they've done this year for the Cars Tour. Obviously, Kirk Ipock and Lynette Ipock with Solid Rock Carriers as the title sponsor, but but Donnie and his team have stepped up here in 2022. Uh, they paid the purse for the Old North State National at Caraway. Again, $10,000 this weekend at Caraway both of the trips to Ace and at Greenville Pickens. Uh, so Pereira Tank Lines, a huge thank you for what you've done for the Cars Tour here in 2022. want to thank those folks that help stick it up, come to you each and every week. Solid Rock Carriers, Performance Center Racing Warehouse, Bryant Shock Technology, Furniture for Less, Pit Road TV, GeoCut, and Adam Zirkle Performance Technologies. Also want to thank the folks here at Broadcasting Experts, Dave Perkins and Morgan Patrick for making us sound so good each and every week. And again, special thanks Thanks to our guest today via the GSX Raps Hotline, Roger Johnson, Performance Center Racing Warehouse. I'm Stephen Dunn. That's the checkered flag on this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast. Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of Stickered Up will be available wherever you download your podcasts.